Welcome back to another episode of Something's a Mug podcast. I'm Amber. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Christina. Today is another character episode. We'll be discussing characters from Colleen Hoover's Verity. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The characters we'll focus on are the main three, Lowen, Jeremy, and of course, Verity. Now, as a reminder, we'll discuss their love languages, their superlatives, and their Enneagram types, as well as, you know, some general discussion about the craziness that this was. That's that's an understatement. Yeah, it is. Like, of the century. <laughs> I still don't know how to feel. I don't know what happened. Me neither. And who's the crazy one? I Everybody. Think, <laughs> I, think. I do think that that might be for real. I'm like, think about, think about how that book ended. Like, could any sane human have been involved in that? Can you imagine if she did a part two? Like, she's doing mm-hmm. the part two to It Ends With Us. Mm-hmm. Like, if she did a part two to Verity, where, like, you find I, out. I want it to be, like, years later, and I want it to be Crew, the kid, like, all grown <gasps> up, and he's, like, trying no. to figure out, like, like what, so what happened. Yeah, like, did they kill my mom, or, like, was my mom psycho? Like, I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, like, and if you find out that he was, like, he had crept upstairs when they were doing the, the unaliving, yes, and they didn't the know. the unaliving, and he knew about it. Hey. Colleen Hoover, give me a call. We'll have coffee. It could be so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. The official Colleen Hoover podcast could very easily be the Something's Amok podcast. Just saying. Right. Just saying. We got your back. If you ever need, if you ever need to come to South Carolina, we know where you can stay. Um, okay, so jumping in and um and it, like Christina mentioned, we're gonna talk about their love language and all that good stuff. But um, the first character we're going to talk about is Lowen. And so we're going to go in how the characters appear through the book. And so um, if you have not read Verity, what are you doing? Um, but also the very, it begins with Verity on a street corner and she sees this horrific accident happen and she is literally covered in blood. Oh, I could read the first line because I have a book in front Very, And that is actually a thing. Do it. Yeah. Okay. I hear the crack of his skull before the splattering of blood reaches me. And that's it. That's the first sentence. That's the first sentence yeah. of the book. Like, what the actual heck? Um. Anyway, so Lowen, it, there, there it is. There she is. She's standing on the street corner and that's what happens. He gets run over by a truck. This mm-hmm. random person and um and so she's covered in blood and and she she goes into a coffee shop yeah yeah and they end up in the bathroom <clears throat> yes and and this random stranger ends up in the bathroom with her giving her his shirt and that turns out to be Jeremy and um and so we're going to go through each of the characters and then that connection they connect again in a meeting in a couple of chapters and then it ends up that he is trying to hire Lowen to finish writing his wife's books. Um, so we're going to go through each of the characters in the way that they appear through the book. So talking about Lowen first, um, and, and I'm Amber and I talk about the love languages. I love the love languages. I think it's so important. I think it's, I just love, I love studying them and how they um, pertain to friendships, relationships, husband and wife, all, all different types of relationships. But Talking about Lowen, I feel like her love language is acts of service. 
I feel like she is very much um, trying to help throughout the throughout the entire book. Um, even at the beginning of the book where she is, you know, she's in New York. Yes, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And she's going to this meeting because they have contacted her. They've reached out to her to help finish write Barry's books and kind of ghost write, I guess, is, is the technical term. Um, Verity's books because something has happened to Verity and she doesn't know all the details, but here she is. She's ready to go. She's ready to jump in and help and go to this interview to see if it's a good fit. Um, so I think acts of service as you go through the story, I think it just kind of plays itself out. You know, she is there to help with crew. She is always there, um, you know, trying to read through, trying to get an understanding of who Verity is so that she can write effectively but still, even though she's there for that reason, she's also, um, she she kind of just falls into the family structure there a little bit and mm-hmm. trying to help around the house a little bit, help with crew when he needs help here and there, also getting spooked when he likes to spook her. But like, you know, just those things. And so um, I feel like um, the way that, that Lowen shows love is by helping, by doing acts of service. And she did, like, take care of her mom. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. when we start the book, her mom has just passed away. Mm-hmm. And she took care of her, like, through yep. cancer, through the end. Yeah. And that was a really, like, I mean, she was pretty tore up about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there was a financial piece about that. I think we talked about that a little bit ago. But, like, um, there was a financial piece of it. But also just helping and watching your parent go through something like that, it just, it just kind of tears you up. Um, as far as how Lowen feels loved, um, gosh, I, I feel like quality time, I feel like as the book progresses and her and Jeremy start connecting more on a romantic level, it's those times where they're together, um, and maybe, you know, they were in the kitchen together or, the time that they were on the couch together. Um, and I just feel like those times that they're able to connect together, she she's getting re refueled with her love tank is kind of filling up in mm-hmm. those times. Um, so a- again, for, for Lowen, I think the way that she shows love is she's going to help. She's going to be there. She's going to do whatever, whatever you need her to do acts of service again with, with how she's feeling loved. I feel like quality time and, and just really that meaningful connection um, is what she's after. And that's how she feels love. That's how her love tank fills up. So um, so that's my low-end love language section. Stephanie, what are her superlatives? Okay, so let's talk about what a younger low-end might have been like. I feel like as I was going back last night, I was thinking about the book. Do you all feel like you just don't really know that much about Lowen? Mm-hmm. Like, we really don't. We really don't. Like, we really don't have much backstory on her. And I was, like, looking at a lot of... I, I focused really heavily on the quotes for this book because they just, like, they were good. And I feel like you can look at different quotes and you can be like, what is the character's intention? Because mm-hmm. we don't really know. And so I feel like Lowen, I feel like maybe a younger Lowen was, like, a bit of a loner. I don't see her having a ton of friends because, like, it seems like she starts this book, but she never references her past. And she's never like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm in this weird situation. Like, let me call someone and talk about it. Yeah, the only person she kind of 
references or is referenced is her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, who and was he's her, her publisher. Right. So they're not really, like, and it's clearly a very, like, transactional mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Like, both relationship-wise and, like, working relationship-wise. But no, like, wise. girlfriends or... Yeah, like... And the ability to just family. pick up and leave. Yeah, and she is very able to pick up and leave. Like, she's not really upset about the fact that she has to leave her apartment because she's been evicted. She's really more just upset about, like, financially, how am I going to survive? Where mm-hmm. am I going to go next? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like maybe she's kind of one of those people that you knew back in the day that kind of, like, they kind of blend in. They kind of fly below the radar. I feel like she's a bit of a loner. Um, and I feel like she cares about being good at the things that she wants to be good at, like writing. And I think when she kind of falls into that family situation with Jeremy and crew, I feel like she wants to be good in whatever way they need her to be. But I don't think she really cares about, like, what what, what was I on the honor roll? Did I graduate top whatever in my class? Like, she doesn't strike me as that kind of person. Um, but I have some quotes for her that I like. And I feel like I noticed as I was looking through the quotes, like, she's very, she's very mysterious. Mm -hmm. So here's the first one. She says, when I started writing, it wasn't my goal to become famous. I dreamt of a life where enough people would buy my books and I could pay my bills and never be propelled into a life of riches and fame. Very few authors reached that level of success. It was never a concern that it would happen to me. Mm -hmm. And then the next line I really liked from her. Most people come to New York to be discovered. The rest of us come here to hide. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm a little suspicious of her. i got to be honest. Okay, that's what I was just about to say. I was, I was like, wait a minute. When, earlier when I said, who's the crazy one? Like, we don't know much about Lowen. Like, maybe and like maybe she's a little Could it have all been her somehow? Yeah. Right. I mean, was she kind of playing the, like, I'm here to help you, and I'm going to take over the books, and I'm going to make sure that Verity has, like, this wonderful literary legacy, and, like, right. I'm going to help you with your kid, but also, like, I've got all these ulterior motives, mm-hmm. and you don't actually know anything about me. Mm-hmm. Well, and how crazy is it? So, like, I, a lot, like, when, when we're going to talk about the crazy, like, most of the time it's going to be Verity, right? Like, she just is crazy. I mean, either way. Like, right. It, Either way, you, you look at it. She, but, she's a little crazy. But how crazy is it that Lowen saw the teeth mark on the bed? Yeah. And then she bit them. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, To oh. make her teeth marks in the yeah. bed. Like, come on. Yeah. She's like, oh, my teeth were there last. Time. Right. And I kind of feel like because she she was the first character we were introduced to, that for a little while she is the main character. Lowen is the main character. We're kind of trusting her because she's our own. Like she's the only person that we're exactly. Following. We've we've been exposed to her in a way that we're supposed to like her and mm-hmm. be following her but journey, like, and so we, we don't like suspect her. 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 I don't yeah, know. right. I don't know. This is not anything. This is not what happened. But what if? <laughs> What if Lowen wrote Verity's manuscript after hearing about these incidents that happened? And it was really like when we were getting her reading it, it was really her like writing it or reading her drafts. And then she was like, Jeremy, here, look. Oh, mm-hmm. me am I. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I don't know. Wild. Probably not yeah. that, but still. But that's what I got. That's my shtick. All right, it sounds like we're on to the Enneagrams for Lowen. Does that? That's right. Cool. So let me get back over to my handy-dandy notes here. 
So for Lowen, I'm thinking a six with a five wing. Um, the sixes are very loyal. That's actually the loyal list. And I feel like we have multiple cases where she has been incredibly loyal. So like you guys said with her mom, um, her mom didn't trust her from like the age of 10. I think we read that 10 was when she had the sleepwalking yeah. incident. And then her mom was afraid of her, basically. Which I think is a bit of a, a strong reaction. Like, yes, mm -hmm. it's super spooky and weird, but I feel like you can read on the internet like cases where parents have posted that their kid like was standing in their room in the middle of the night staring at them and then they woke up and their kid said something weird and left. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like yeah. kids do weird things. They do. And sleepwalking is not like a super taboo thing. Like if you had caught your kid like I don't I don't know, attacking somebody, then sure, that's there's something wrong. But sleep like she has no control over the sleepwalking. That just seems like an odd thing to alienate her like because of. But, you know, from ten years old on, they were not close and yet she lived with her mom. Her mom lied to her. At a certain point she knew that her mom lied to her about the financial situation. Her mm -hmm. mom demanded that they have an apartment bigger than what she could afford. And mm -hmm. she still stayed with her. She still did, like, she still kind of complied with her wishes. And I don't think that everybody would do that given their past relationship. Um, so I think that's that has a lot of loyalty. But I think the, like, where she, she stayed in her house, she didn't want, like you said, she didn't want to be a famous author. She wanted to be an author famous enough to pay her bills, but not so famous as to have a lot of attention and publicity. And I think that's where some of the five comes in. Um, and I also will get back to that, but the five is the investigator. Um, so they're intense, they're cerebral, perceptive, innovative, but they also tend to be isolated and secretive. And like, she definitely wanted her personal space, her privacy, the whole book deal. I mean, when I think of an author, I think, I think most authors would, would jump at the chance to have the kind of exposure that co-writing a series as popular as Verity's series was supposed to be. Can you imagine if somebody said, hey, Stephanie mm -hmm. Meyer is writing three more Twilights, but they need you to help. Like, it's not the best example, but do you know what I'm talking about? I love like, when we talked about there's always a Twilight reference and you, like, here we go again. It's me and I'm so sorry. I, I don't it. know what's wrong with my subconscious. But... Like, we're never going to get through an episode without it. But, like, if we did, I think I'd be sad. Well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> but you you also know what I mean. Or, like, I Harry do. Potter. Yeah, if, if um. Yeah. Or, um, I'm not like calling anyone out, but James Patterson. I don't know, he does a lot with ghostwriter. Yes. But I feel like most authors are very excited for the opportunity to have their name put up against a famous author's name because then they get more exposure. It's going to mean better things for her future. And she had zero interest in the public knowing that that was her. Um, she almost didn't even do it because they demanded that she be a part of the public events. So not only does she yeah. not leave her house, but she's a, she's opposed to all of this to the point that when they go to the house, um, like go to Verity's house, Jeremy calls her by Laura instead of Lowen, mm. so that not even the nurses know her name. Like, who's mm -hmm. the nurse going to tell? But like, um, so I, I feel like there's a lot. A lot to be said for the five there, like just that seclusion and that kind of keeping to herself. I don't know. Um, like, what what you hiding from? Mm -hmm. Why are you so suspicious? 
Well, and she, it's the investigator type too. And I feel like that, but I feel like that plays out with a lot of the book because Mm -hmm. she's investigating the situation with Mm -hmm. Verity. So I feel like her loyalty is part of what makes her stay. She's picked up a project, so she's sticking with it, but she's also like, she's pretty quickly attached to Jeremy and crew. Mm -hmm. She even like changes her mind and decides that he's not like the main little kid that she thought he was. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like she gets some kind of attachment to them. And so she's loyal to the situation she's committed to and then she starts investigating this situation most people probably would have left they would have and you she didn't even have to quit the book series to leave she could have said oh I've got my money now I've got everything I need for the books I'm out of here don't want to know about what's happening here a nice Airbnb yes and I'll send you the bill correct and you guys uh you do keep in touch yeah (laughs) there were other options besides staying in this house and finding out what this woman is about and she stuck with this whole situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I feel pretty good well, about that. Well, and I that. think, like, part of that, like, with that loyalty is that sometimes, again, like, to the fault we talk about. Like, yeah, yes. like, to your own detriment. Right. Yeah. And so I think, too, like, with her, she she was there. Like, there was, there was no other choice because she had started it. And now she's invested. We talk about Christina, how, like, you get me emotionally invested. And I'm, exactly. Like, for her, like, she she was there. She and committed so, to this. Yeah. And it didn't even occur to her that, like, oh, maybe I should, like, just listen to, you know, my, my um, her, it wasn't her publisher, but it was, like, her, uh, was it Corey? The guy, her. Um, oh, like, her manager? Yes, her yeah. manager at the beginning of the book warned her oh, about yeah. how yeah. suspicious this is. She didn't even consider that, like, hey, maybe I, maybe I should leave at the appointed time yeah. and not. Yeah. Um, well, and I think for her, like at that at that point when he when he was talking about all of that, she was like, "What else the heck am I gonna do? Because I've been evicted from my apartment. Yeah. I have zero dollars." That's yeah. At and that so point, it, this yeah. is the only option I have right now. But I think once she gets there, that's when that six and that fiveness set in of like, okay, well, I've I've, I've committed. I'm gonna do it. But also, what the heck is going on here? And I'm gonna get to the and there's of no it. going back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I even. Even when she burned the letter at the end, right? Like, mm. that was so much loyalty to him. It even, was. Even though it was yeah. also, like, maybe if he has a murderer, I don't want to let him know that I know. But also, like, she, I feel like part of it was she didn't want to hurt him with the possibility of knowing that maybe he murdered his innocent wife. Like, that was, I think that was part of her inner monologue mm-hmm. was, well, he doesn't need to know that this could have been a possibility. Mm-hmm. And then she, she mm-hmm. burned it or destroyed it. She did something with it. Um, so I, I feel pretty confident that she's somewhere in that six five region with her um, her enneagram types, and that's what I have for Lowen. So I don't know if we want to yeah. we want to go back to Amber for Jeremy. Yeah. Um, so Jeremy, obviously, we see him again in those first couple chapters, and and we we don't know it's him initially in the bathroom with her, but then you know the things start clicking, and she shows up for the meeting at. Um, that the building where you know sh- her meeting is scheduled and and she sees him there and she's like wait a minute weren't you the guy in the bathroom just now and you know like all this stuff starts clicking into place and um you know i i like him um number one he drives a jeep <laughs> i forgot about that he does how could you possibly forget because <laughs> I, I don't drive a jeep <laughs> um so you know shout out to the jeep community Hashtag it, Christina, okay? 
we're coming for you deep. Uh, let me just make a note here on our upload details that I go. need to. Uh... Um, but so I feel like he is just a really cool guy. I love how in the meeting um, that they initially were in for this whole like, hey, we want you to finish Charity's books. Um, she is kind of, I don't know, skittish a little bit, like kind of standoffish again. Christina, you just kind of explained it a little bit that she just, she doesn't want to be known. She doesn't want to go to events. She doesn't, you know, all of that yeah. stuff. And so she's just not sure how she's feeling. And it's almost like he just met her, but he could already pick up on all of that. And so he eventually in the meeting throws everybody out of the room and he's like, Hey, you guys got to go. Let me just talk to her alone for a minute. And he tells her like, look, I really want you to come and do this. And they're lowballing you. You need to you need to stand your ground and say, no, I want this many million for this many books and this timeline and you know, all this stuff. And, and he kind of coaches her into getting what she wants, um, but he does it on his terms. And I, I, I really like that about him. Um, I also like that he is still um, sensitive to Verity for mu much of the book. You know, he whatever again like knowing the end of the book i'm like i don't know was it all yeah, i don't know was it all a play i don't know but like as you're reading the book it seems like he's still very sensitive to her and he's still like oh my gosh like you know i need to tend to her and no i can't put her in a home because i need to take care of her and crew needs a mom still even if she is an invalid like i can't do that and we can't move and you know, all this stuff. So I, I really like the character of Jeremy. Um, when it comes to how Jeremy shows love, a couple of things. And I obviously he he gives the shirt off his back literally, um, which the way that um, Lowen describes him, maybe I need to get some blood dripped on me and have to meet Jeremy in the in the bathroom. I'm like, if Christina always makes a Twilight reference, <laughs> I think you always make a like, but I don't know, maybe like I need that in my <laughs> life. <laughs> okay, I was thinking the same thing here. So what is the, do we know what the Stephanie thing is? Like what does Stephanie do every know. time? We're going to have to pay attention. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear you. But um, backing away from that line. Okay. Stepping it back. So like giving gifts, I, but I, I I don't know. Are there any other instances in the story? Like I know there's something happens in the kitchen where he, she comes out. I think it's after she initially finds the manuscript and she's just like mind blown. And she comes out and she gets a drink. But I feel like did he bring her a drink or like I'm trying to figure out did he did he give her anything else? Obviously he gave her his shirt at the beginning. They had tacos and margaritas one night. Like yeah, he I feel like and he cooked. I feel like he mm -hmm. was like, "What do you want to eat?" And then he made it. And there is... was one time where she, I think she had, she thought she saw Verity do something, or the manuscript got to her, and she came out, and he offered her like a beverage, and he was like, yeah. and, and ginger ale or whatever it was was not strong enough, and so he like got her liquor or yeah. a beer or something. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to, I'm trying to decipher, like, do I feel like it's acts of service for him or giving gifts for him? Um, I feel like, like in giving gifts, sometimes it says, you know, how to express things. And it's, that makes birthdays and anniversaries special, surprises them with their favorite treats. Like, I feel like that. Well, he did, like, he did make her birthday a big deal because oh, she was like, yeah. oh yeah, by the way, it's tomorrow. Like, I don't care. But then he was like, oh, well, we're going to like bake you a cake. You yeah. Know? See, like, I feel like. 
for him, the way that he shows love, I, I feel like is giving gifts, making things special for her. And even, okay, this is, this is, uh, I'm, this is a different kind of line. The, the fact that he okay, offered to put a lock on the outside yeah. of her door, again, kind of falls into that, like, he's, he's kind of thinking it through and making sure that she feels safe and she feels welcome. Um, and so I know that's not a gift gift, but like that whole making things special for somebody lines up with that. I mean, you could kind of look at the, like the deal they set up where yeah. he was like, you need to ask for this and you need to do this and make sure like, you could kind of look at that as a gift. Yeah. Like, I, I want to make sure you get what you need out of this. Yeah. And I think like he was, he, he basically was like, here come and stay for however long you want and mm-hmm. it, it, that was kind of an open-ended deal yeah where like he was here that we have this room and you can you can have the whole house and whatever and like he was just very open with that um and it just kind of left it open-ended to when she needed to leave he also let crew keep the turtle even though that didn't go great the last time like yeah. they went and got the aquarium this is nothing yeah. i just um because they went and got the aquarium yeah. and they had to like clean it up and all the stuff and... yeah I, I i forgot that i mean i i remember that he found a turtle when they were out at the dock area or yeah. whatever but and I he wasn't that supposed too. to keep it they were yeah. like we'll let him go and then he decided to i don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. um as far as jeremy feeling loved Gosh, I mean, how do you even feel love with a wife like that, like Verity? And with like, I feel like he's operating in trauma because, you know, he's he's still trying to make sure her books are done. But yet what what the heck even happened? Like if he did frame it and make her have that accident or if she really did have that Mm -hmm. accident. And now he has an invalid of a wife who killed one of their daughters and his other daughter was killed with an like. I feel like he's just operating in such a trauma response. Um, I don't know. I don't know how he feels love. I think, I think ultimately the way that him and Lowen connected was that he felt safe with her. I feel like it's almost like shared trauma. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, you just lost your mom who was your entire family. I've lost pretty much my entire family. Like let's mm-hmm. let's bond over our aloneness together. Right. Yeah. And like that understanding. They they both yeah, have that. Yeah, understanding. like they, they both have this like we've been through stuff. Right. Like, yeah. Um, and so I, I do know that they had a lot of quality time together. Like I do know that um he he kind of craved that time where he snuck into her room and they would have their little sassy time and like but they would also talk and they would also just be together and I think every again I think every person craves that time that that quality time with a person who gets them but even more so for him like everything has been taken away from Mm -hmm. him and um do we know how how long in between Verity having the accident and being this what she is to when Lowen came I think it was like a few months, but let uh, yeah, me see. I don't see. think it was very long. I didn't get the impression that it was very long. Yeah. So yeah, I just I feel like you know he um he he craved that, which of course of course ever I think every human craves that. But um yeah, as far as as far as Jeremy, I feel like his his love language in showing people like I love you, I care about you is is making things special, making them feel welcome. That kind of falls under that whole giving gifts deal. And then as far as him feeling loved, I I would put it under quality time um, just because there were several spots in the book where him and Lowen did spend that time together. 
And um, yes, they did have sex or they did do this or this. But what was really focused on was the time that they spent together. Um, so that's where that's where I would end with Jeremy. All right. Well, then I will pick it back up. Uh, I feel like if Jeremy is the Jeremy that we are presented through the majority of the book, he feels very much like that golden boy type, like he does everything he's supposed to do. And he's like the good guy that you can call when something goes wrong. Like he's supportive and he's nurturing, like from what you can discern about like his relationship with the kids. And um, he maybe he played a team sport. Maybe he volunteered. Maybe he was like, into charity who knows I could see it um I don't know also like we we seem to know more about him than we do about Lowen's background but like it still could go either way so I have quotes for him though the first one is some families are lucky enough to never experience a single tragedy but then there are those families that seem to have tragedies waiting on the back burner what can go wrong goes wrong and then it gets worse mm -hmm. so I feel like that's another, is he the Jeremy that we're presented or is he just like a result of all this tragedy? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. that's my question. And then I have another one that I like. This one's kind of sad. He says, I still find their hairs on the sofa, their socks in the dryer. Sometimes I yell out their names when I want to show them something, forgetting they aren't going to come running down the stairs. Oh my Which is just gosh. another, like, is this guy... Just so deep in his trauma that yeah. even if he, you know, killed his wife, well, he did kill his wife, but even if he, like, tried twice to kill his wife, right? was it coming from that kind of place? Yeah. Um, And I think because, oh, okay, so, like, sometimes I'll say this if people, like, man, they really love Big. Like, Jeremy loved Big. And, like, yeah. Again, like, I think even with Verity, and for whatever reason, she did not feel, did not feel that love when she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. But, like, I I beg to differ. Why, why are you laughing? Because when you said she didn't feel the love, I went, um, like I was thinking of, like, what song would describe Verity, oh. right? And there's Psycho Killer and... <laughs> Yeah, but I was like, we could never get the licensing, <laughs> and that's why I laughed so quick. Um, but like he, I mean, the second he found out that she was pregnant, he was just like, ah, my. like it was like he couldn't even contain his love yeah. for these babies that were were just little teeny little teeny things, you know. And um, and so when you love that big and when you love that deep, to have all of these tragedies stack up and stack up. Like, how do you even go on? I don't know. And, and let's just say that he didn't know what Verity was doing. And remember when it, I think it was like the middle of the night and the babies were crying and I actually think they were like about to have the dirty. Oh, I think you're right. Cause I think oh, she was yeah. upset she was that angry. they were she interrupted. Yeah. And she's like, no, you stay here. I'll go get them. And then she went in there, and that's when she tried to, like, shove her fingers down the one's throat. Um, who was that? Harper. Harper. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jeremy came in behind her, and he's like, what What are you doing? Hey. Like, just the amount of, 
because he does love so big and so deeply, I think that would that would screw up anybody. But like, I just feel like for him, I just don't even know. Like, I don't even know how you continue going on. Mm-hmm. I I also kind of feel like he really defines himself by the relationships. Like he's mm-hmm. like he's Harper and what's the other daughter's name? Chastin. Chastin yeah. yeah, he's like he's their dad and he's Prue's dad and he's Verity's husband. And like mm-hmm. then when Lowen comes into the picture, like his relationship with her kind of like becomes a big part of the puzzle. So I, I imagine that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially um, like he gave up his reality career. Yeah, like, he was a realtor, mm-hmm. and I think he even had. Didn't he have, like, a firm or his own setup? I think so. Setup? I mean, it was successful. Just yeah. Just like, in comparison to her. Correct. And he gave up all of that. So they were literally his whole life. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. was dedicated to them. Um, and I bet he kind of, I don't know, I would think that he would probably feel some guilt at not realizing, who, like, who Verity really was mm-hmm. and protecting his children from that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that had to mess oh, with him sure. on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's so many times there's so many instances of that. You know, that was that was maybe the first time where like he walked in and she she was trying to kill Harper. Like, what what the heck are you doing? Yeah. But then like out at the lake and um even even just the emotional the emotional damage, like like when um what was the twin's name that died of the peanut allergy? Um Chastin. Chastin. Like the emotional damage that she did to Harper after that of like yeah. it's your fault mm-hmm. and why didn't you watch her and you knew this was gonna happen and and you're the chosen one and you know like all of that that happened even before Harper's death like I I, I hear what you're saying like for him to realize all of that and yeah to, looking back there mm-hmm. were so many little things and he also like you said he loved he loved Fig so mm-hmm. he also overlooked. A lot of little because he loved Verity so much, yeah. and like who would think that mm-hmm. their that their significant other would be capable of something right. like this? And so all of these little things individually are like, eh, that was weird. But like people are weird sometimes, right? Um, but or like looking back, it. knowing, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, or like, oh, she's under so much pressure; it's so hard. Like, yeah, right. yeah, it's almost like the husband who is being poisoned by eye drops by his wife. Mm-hmm. Yes, that like. No, that no, she would never do that. Like I don't feel good, and she's the only person with me. But like it couldn't be her fault, right? Sort of, sort of deal. So yeah, I I hear what you're saying about the guilt and just um, having to live through all of that, even after the fact. Where where are the enneagrams for Jeremy? So and Stephanie helped me out here because it just it wasn't sure for him. But we're feeling two with a one wing. So mm. two is the helper. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, everything you guys have said at this point, I feel like even backs that up. He um, he was so, so, so obsessed with taking care of the kids. He was also, now I mean, like, a, a, a fake plant could probably be more effective at caring for them than Verity could. <laughs> but, like, he was so much better with them. You know, oh, he picked yeah. up... He picked up Harper and she was immediately fine. He he understood that they both needed the same kind of love and affection, even though they were different kids. Mm-hmm. He just even with um, what is it, crew? Like he he helped and he was 
he was caring, but he also like he would make him go to bed or he would make him do certain things. Like I think I think there were times where like he didn't want to go to bed or shower or brush his teeth or like something. Yeah. And he was firm, but like Right. You know, he just he was just very good with them. And like you said mm-hmm. at the beginning, he did literally everything he could to help Lo and, and she was a complete stranger. He was like, Here's my shirt. Here is how you can get the publisher to give you what you want. Like he, he I mean, even before here's the shirt my thing. House. Why don't you move in? Yes, he was like, Here's the rest of my wife's books. Could you write them, please? Yeah. Here is our bedroom. Here is her office. Here's everything that she has. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, I feel like other people there, I think there are people, more cynical people in the world that probably would have even been a little bit. Yes. About giving her full access. Like they already had tons of information in there. And I feel like there are people that would have said, okay, well, here's the stuff on these books, but would have wanted to keep the rights to whatever other ideas she had. You know what I mean? Like, Lowen could have gone through. someone in your home. Yes, just having a stranger. Telling tabloids what's What's going on. Yeah, she could have spilled the beans. Yeah, like feeding rumors and, oh, this is what really happened to Verity. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he's just very much here for. here to help yeah Yeah. and here to trust and i mean even the the weirdness of offering to lock the outside of her bedroom door like that had even the weirdness of finding out that she woke up in his wife's bed Mm -hmm. for most people that would have been like a okay i don't like there's nothing you can say that can unweird this for Mm -hmm. me and Mm -hmm. he was like okay well like it's okay you sleep off it's fine it's a Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. um but the fact that he he kept Verity around and cared for her, mm-hmm. even if even if you point to him doing that for Crew, the fact that he was willing to help Crew in that way, I don't think most people would have been able to continue with that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, into Monday morning quarterback it like looking back at it, it probably would have been more helpful to Crew. To put Verity in a home. Oh, yeah. So that he wasn't yeah. exposed to mm-hmm. her manipulating the situation. And lying him. to him. Ch- yeah. Yeah. And then him having to cover up and say, oh, well, mommy told me not to tell you things. Like, what? That is- and, like, why does mom only talk to me and not, like, do right. anything when anyone's around? Or why yeah. is she playing dead when she, we just had a conversation this morning. Like, yeah. that's weird. It's super weird. So, like, I understand Jeremy, and, and if Jeremy really did think that Verity was an invalid and was not, was doing I get why he did that, yeah. but, like, to look back on the story, it would have been way more helpful to move her out and for him and crew to go on with their lives and, you know, take him to see Mommy every Monday at 3 o'clock or, you know, whatever, yeah. supervised out of the house over there. And and that's just another reason that he probably felt guilt when he found yeah. out the truth. When he found out the truth, is he's done all this to like to mm-hmm. keep him with his mom. In reality, that's mm-hmm. been a disastrous yeah. choice that's going to further traumatize the child. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think that was pretty much what I had for him. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he's just the, he's the classic helper, even mm-hmm. when um, and even when crew cut his mouth on the butter knife mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't like low and why were you literally letting my child put a knife in their mouth like are you are you even an adult what are you doing Mm-mm. he would he never even brought it up again never blamed her i feel like in a lot of books i've read with a lot of a lot of like romancy things where the characters were almost going to get together something like that would happen and they would be like how could you take care of my child in such an irresponsible way do you know yeah. what i mean yeah 100 percent. and he didn't you know 
he didn't. He just he understood that things mm-hmm. happen sometimes. And mm-hmm. well, and I okay, so go back to loan really quick too. Like yeah. I just about that whole like investigating and really wanting to understand the situation of how. Remember when she took out the pictures and hello. Sorry, um, it was telling me that that um, the fact that we are we are like four hours after we intended to start recording oh, has oh has strained its battery a little bit. Well, <laughs> listen here. Um, I think that the fact that she got out the pictures and she was going through the family's pictures, like she really wanted to understand, mm, like yeah. what the heck happened here and she asked questions about like the the photographs that were hanging yeah. and stuff yeah yeah and i think like just talking about the photographs like again and we're about to get to verity and honestly i don't even have a love language for her because i don't yeah i'm like i don't know any i don't know anything about you could, it, could it be that she doesn't know what love is I, do, hey, do psychopaths decency. have love languages because right. they can't feel it? Right. So, like, I don't know where all we're about I'm to saying. go. That's all I'm saying. I, I know. think you're on to something, though. For sure. This has been an episode of Something's Amok podcast. Please note. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and may contain spooky and or nonsensical content and may or may not contain factual information. We'll leave that up to your discretion. We are not cryptozoologists, psychologists, librarians, or experts in virtually any field. Any resemblance to actual persons or characters, living or dead, is unintentional and purely accidental. Dogs not included. If this wasn't the best decision of your life, maybe it's time to reevaluate some choices.